Hello and welcome to the Cyclone Insider Podcast. I'm Travis Hines. He's Randy Peterson coming to you on a Monday afternoon. Uh, no radio show today. This will be podcast only. Um, so we'll just head straight on through, starting with the news that Iowa State will be playing in the Liberty Bowl on December 29th against the Memphis Tigers in what is a 2017 a rematch of the 2017 Liberty Bowl in which Matt Campbell's first bowl team defeated the Tigers 21-20 on their home field. Randy, I think uh, most people are just thrilled that Iowa State is in the Liberty Bowl after that 1-2 and two start to the year. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Are, are, are we excited about the, the Liberty bowl rematch against Memphis? I think Iowa state fans are certainly happy about the location. Not sure playing a team you played six years ago on their home field is ideal. Well, yeah. And I, 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 I looked, I analyzed the text group stuff really closely today, this morning. And I don't, I'd say it's, 70-30, Iowa State fans are are, are um happy that, that Iowa State's in a bowl game. And if it's and if it's just happens to be Memphis against Memphis, that's fine because like you said, after after the one and two start, after after what everyone saw at Ohio University, you just really wonder out wondered if Iowa State was even going to reach six victories. What what fans are are I don't know, not whining, but um, annoyed about is that they are going back. They are going back to Memphis and that the opponent is, again, um, home team Memphis. But to which I respond and I responded that I don't know what Iowa State fans any more Iowa State fans could ex- could have expected could have wanted because if you if you beat if you beat Ohio and have eight games now that might be different that maybe Iowa State may be in Houston and yes the victories do not make a difference Bulls pick an order they pick whoever they want but let's not forget also that Kansas State cut a deal from what had a had a had at least a wink wink agreement with Florida even before um Sunday's bowl announcement Kansas State's never been to the state of Florida for a bowl game Iowa State's been there a lot so yeah I I kind of get that um the uh Texas Bowl um they wanted Oklahoma State and that's a good one I mean Oklahoma State's closer Oklahoma State fans will, will travel just like Iowa State would and so I I think the Liberty Bowl is more conducive to Iowa State, I think, in the long run than what would be the Liberty or, sure, the guaranteed rate. But that would have Iowa State would have had to follow down a little ways to get to the guaranteed rate bowl, that which is in Arizona. They've been great location. So once you sort out all of that, I think that fans will come to the realization that, yeah, this is a this is a this is the spot. This is what's essentially the only spot out there for for Iowa State, and make the most of it. And um, you know, and and assume don't and and just know that the players aren't aren't taking the same um, mindset as some of the fans who are kind of poo pooing this game. Because I guarantee you the players aren't, and I guarantee you the Iowa State defense is going to have to play another great game to win this game. 
Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately the one and two start, the youth, like you, you take whatever, and like it's all going to be a net positive for Iowa State. But to me, it was just kind of a reminder of that there is a pretty stark dividing line of when you're at where Iowa State is at versus where they've been. Like you get Memphis in the Liberty Bowl with this year, whereas, you know, you win another game and you're, <clears throat> you're in the Alamo against Washington State. You're in the Orlando against Notre Dame, you know, you're, uh, you know, just the, that dividing line is pretty thin of making a big difference and getting maybe a, a bigger name brand opponent. But nonetheless, this Memphis team won nine games. This is not going to be an easy game for Iowa State. Campbell made it seem like it's not going to be a very newsy month here for them in terms of the transfer portal or opt outs. To me, that We'll see, right? Like, because the the biggest the ones that hurt the most are the ones you don't see coming. Uh, but certainly, as we sit here recording Monday afternoon, there have been no surprises for Iowa State in the transfer portal. The biggest names are the guys we heard about last week with Cartavius Norton and Eli Sanders. Um, but otherwise, it's been all quiet on the transfer portal front. For of significant State. players, at least. Miles yeah. Norwood entered defensive back. Miles Norwood entered today. I saw, I saw on Twitter, also known as X or vice versa. Um, but, but that's not a significance. So you're right. The only players of significant were, were Norton and um, Eli Sanders. So, yeah. So, um, but you're right. He said he, he very much insinuated no opt-outs, very much insinuated that. So, and, and I would say football players team is so young that they're not going to risk their career and opt out for this. I mean, I don't know, maybe some of them will, the seniors, the older guys. But uh, Campbell sure made it sound like they weren't going to. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no problem. So I, I think the the practices between now and December 29th, I think we probably, coaches probably overhyped their usefulness. Oh, but, cer- but certainly they are useful. Like the, Getting them versus not getting them matters. And I think, again, if this team can stick together, uh, not just for the next month, but into the next season in terms of transfer portal health, you know, no international gambling news is made. Uh, they got a chance to be pretty damn good next year. And I think that's certainly the the lens in which I think Iowa State fans are going to approach this next month in the bowl game here uh, well, in in uh, Memphis. Well, look what happened the last time Iowa State was in the Liberty Bowl. That was 2017. Um, They followed that up with the Alamo Bowl, with the Camping World Bowl, I'm sorry, with the Fiesta Bowl, and with the Cheez-It Bowl. Of the, of the, the, whatever it is, whatever it was, 50 games after the Liberty Bowl, Iowa State won 31. Now, the Liberty Bowl is, is, um, has been for Iowa State a springboard to to bigger and better things. And I see no reason, like you alluded to, I see no reason why it can't be this year. I can't see any reason why the Liberty Bowl can't be the start of the 2024 season for this young team because it is so young. These players are, are just scratching the surface as far as how good they're, they're going to be. I'm talking about primarily the six um, true freshmen true freshman that started so f- for them this 
this bull is 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 extremely important and we all know how I'm how um how everybody likes to send the seniors of which there are not many of whom there are not many out on a winning note which in this respect would be primary would be the mainstay of this whole team Gary Vaughn um so there's there's some there's some meaning to the to the players and to the program for this bowl game yeah, we'll have plenty more to say about the bowl game in Memphis as the, the weeks unfold here with Iowa State Memphis in the Liberty Bowl, December 29th um, on ESPN. Big basketball games this week with the Iowa State-Iowa women's game on Wednesday at Hilton Coliseum, followed by the Cyhawk men's game Thursday night at Hilton Coliseum. Randy, you're going to be there for both games. Which one are you more excited about? Which one do you think is going to be the more entertaining game, I should say? The more what game? I'm sorry. Entertaining game. I think the men's game will be entertaining. I I, I do. I look for, um, um, you know, Iowa plays Purdue tonight. Don't forget that. I mean, Iowa opens a Big Ten tonight, so I don't know what the kind of effect that's going to have. But um, yeah, I think I think the men's game is going to be going to be entertaining. And yes, I know that that's no offense to to Caitlin Clark. Trust me, um, she's she's always entertaining. But as far as but as far as entertainment from from both teams, um, from I, I think I think I think the men's game because because I want to see you know you were at the game at DePaul. Taman Lipsy had a triple double. You were at that game. I want to. I want to see Taman. You know, we both predicted Kate, their, their Taman Lipsy having having triple doubles um, the last time I think last time we met here. But um, um, I want to see Taman do it against against a a viable a viable opponent, which the Hawks will be. I want to see Milan. I want to see him against a viable opponent, which the Hawks will be. They're a tall. They're tall. I think I was Iowa will um, probably is a bit more physical. Than than Iowa State, and and let's face it, um, something something oftentimes happens in this game or after the game. Um, I'm talking about when um, what's his face put his shoes at the free throw line, but after the game. But uh, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm saying I'm thinking the men's game is going to be is going to be entertaining, um, maybe more entertaining than what the Iowa State fans would hope, but. Uh, um, that would be my, be what I would think. What would you say, Travis? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, that'll probably be the more closely contested game. I haven't seen a line or anything for the women's game, but obviously the Iowa women are national title contenders and the Iowa State women are probably not Big 12 contenders. So there's a, a divergence there. But to your point, uh, a lot can happen in this game. But Bohannon, that's who I was trying to think of. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Bohannon. But I think on the men's side, when you look at this, I mean, this will be the only quality opponent that comes into Hilton Coliseum until the first part of January when Big 12 starts. So it's really the only yeah. good game at Hilton uh, in the non-conference. And I think, again, like DePaul was really bad. So they didn't get much of anything out of that game other than you know they had to fight through some adversity. But that was not a very good DePaul team. So this is our really like our last chance to get a good gauge on where Iowa State is heading into Big Twelve, because I'm you know you're looking at the rest of the non-con Prairie View A and M, Florida A and M, Eastern Illinois, and New Hampshire. New Hampshire being the best of the bunch at two nineteen, 
in Ken Palm. Iowa's 37. So I think this is an important game for Iowa State. And beating DePaul on Friday was big in that this doesn't the stakes for this Iowa game got a little less. You lose that DePaul game, and now it's like, man, this is teetering on a must win, or at least a very important game for Iowa State for its NCAA tournament just to hold the line. Obviously, the Big 12 is going to make or break them. Uh, but now that they have this six and two record uh, with a win at DePaul, I think if you were to lose on Thursday night at Hilton, it wouldn't quite, the opportunity cost isn't quite as large. Now it's much more upside for Iowa state, but again, they kind of go dormant after that until they play at Oklahoma on January 6th. So to me, that's maybe the most important thing here, other than it being a rivalry game is that it's Iowa state's last chance, you know, to, uh, sharpen itself against top tier competition before big 12 play starts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how much I can add to that, but, but um, Iowa, Iowa state is probably the most, the more experienced team. Um, I was, I, and I like, I, and I don't know that much about Iowa, although Iowa state's got that transfer Cricky, is that his name? And I was, so Iowa state's going to have to deal with a, with a height thing. I think, and and that'll be good. That'll be good, good experience for Iowa State going against height, going against physicality. <clears throat> um, so this this is the last the last opportunity, and for for all our Omaha Blue fans out there, I wouldn't expect him to to have a breakout performance as far as minutes wise are concerned. Um, in this game, it's going to be a gradual progression with him, like we've. Like we've like we've talked about, <clears throat> excuse me, but but what's that guy's name who I can't say? Pavelski. He's he's kind of like you and like you wrote about after um, after the DePaul game. He's been kind of a nice spark off the off the bench, and so Iowa State will be able to could use him in this game because I'm assuming both teams from both players from both teams will be jacked up. Maybe more so Iowa State players because they're playing from uh, which which means the could be foul prone, which means that the bench is going to have to be significant. <clears throat> excuse me, in this game. So, for all those reasons, I think I think um, there's a huge entertainment factor there, and it is hugely, not maybe not hugely important for Iowa State, but it is significant for Iowa State. Um, this game is is a game of significance for Iowa State. Win or lose, it's 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 big for Iowa State. Yeah, for the Baloo stuff, I think. Not to say like maybe it'll just click for him and then you know he'll be off to the races, but I think the more likely thing here is he's just not ready to compete at, yeah. at, at a high enough level to help this team win. Which again, for a freshman, is no great indictment of his talent. Um, just obviously, you come in as a McDonald's All American, the expectations are really, really high. Um, and I think it's just apparent that he's not ready to help contribute at this point in the season. I mean, his minutes. On Friday night against DePaul, he came in and just you know, had a really bad turnover and a quick foul. Again, just I think the game's just moving too fast for him right now, and I, I probably shouldn't be surprising. But certainly, if you're that staff, if you're Omaha, if you're an Iowa State fan, it's got to be disappointing, you know, not to have a, a big impact from a guy you know, that there was a lot of of hope there. And again, maybe that comes later in the season. It is still only the first week of December, but I think patience and maybe a recalibration of short-term expectations uh, are in order there because again, I, I don't, I don't see anything changing quickly to your point. I think it'll be that it'll be the slow build 
they're looking for there. That's all as I far got. as the women's, as far as let me let me say one thing. As far as the women's mm-hmm. game, um, yeah, can Iowa State defend Caitlin Clark? I don't know. Um, can anybody defend Caitlin Clark? I don't haven't seen it yet. I want to see Audie Crooks. This young Iowa State's got a young roster. I want to see Audie Crooks. I want to see Abby Brown. I want to see um, the freshman, the freshman play against a team that 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 very much has a chance to get back to the to get back to the Final Four. Uh, it's not a make or break team game for Iowa State women, that's for sure. But uh, it'll be it'll be good for the for the freshmen and and um, you know of which there's a lot. So I just wanted to throw that that. 50 cents worth in there also. He's Randy Peterson. I'm Travis Hines. This has been the Cyclone Insider Podcast. Be sure to check out our live stream Thursday afternoon. Uh, We'll preview more of the game for Thursday night, and I would imagine talking about uh, the women's game from the night before. Again, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.